0: Again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We had a couple of weeks off, uh, a few personal uh, situations going on with our uh, cast and crew, and uh, we are back. Hopefully, you enjoyed the uh, bonus episode that happened during WrestleMania uh, Saturday with myself, uh, Matthew Terry, and kirian Reed. And uh, we are back. We are going to shelve all the WrestleMania stuff we didn't get to. Our Mr. Wrestlemania, but we will get to that probably around next year when Wrestlemania comes around because there's so many more events to come as it goes along. But this week we thought we'd uh, throw in a uh, special one, uh, sort of based on what we did a couple months ago with the greatest individual in the Hogan era to never win the WWF Championship. We're going with uh, tag teams who never won the big one. Uh, they might have won tag team titles in other territories, but really never won the WCW uh, tag team titles and definitely did not win the WD or WDF uh, tag team titles. And these are guys in the 90s. So it's actually the WDF uh, tag team titles. So we're going to run down 16 uh, teams. They are going to consist of uh, other territories like ECW, WCW, WDF, and even Smoky Mountain. So we got uh, those to go. Well, we can't uh, do that until we bring in our panelists and welcoming back steven and he's back in toronto i see how are you
1: yeah uh it's been a trying couple of weeks it's um but we're back so that's a good thing we'll try to get, uh, get back life into normal
0: well the, around here family comes first and uh so these uh things are just what we do for fun and we uh We'll get back to having fun tonight, but uh, the two weeks that was needed for uh, just restabilizing and resetting is definitely uh, needed and being with family. So, welcome back. And we're going to bring in Jonesy, who is in Niagara Falls
2: in mid move. Uh-huh. I am moving again after three months. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's what uh, happens when you uh, end up renting a shithole.
2: Yes, yes, it's uh, quite the shithole. It is, it, it is, it's a nice layout, but when when the floors are literally like everything, you can't put anything on a flat surface of without they're rolling off here.
0: Sounds that like sounds nice fun.
2: Job. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's lots of fun. So, guys, as I said, we're going to look at 90s tag teams. Uh, They never won the big one, whether it was in WCW, because I'm looking at this list as well. There's no WCW tag team titles, I believe, in this list. And definitely our reason for it is there's no WWF ones. Uh, I'm going to play our video. Steven's going to run down things, and then we'll get our uh, thoughts in and uh, start breaking it down. So back in just a second.
1: Well, you saw it there. So here's the matchups. We got the Heavenly Bodies versus the Rockers, the Gangsters versus the Bolsheviks, Three Count versus Power and Glory, the Bushwhackers versus Rhythm and Blues, the Rougeau Brothers versus the Thrill Seekers, the Faces of Fear versus the Orient Express, the Blue Bloods versus the Eliminators, and Fire and Ice versus the Beverly Brothers.
0: Yeah, so there's uh definitely some interesting tag teams uh we said there's a mix uh throwing in some uh smoky mountain so you got uh thrill seekers and heavenly bodies you got some ecw with uh, the gangsters and eliminators and of course some uh wcw uh thrown in there with uh teams like uh the blue bloods and fire and ice and uh there's a couple others oh three count as well so, uh, Stephen, your thoughts on this uh, bracket?
1: It's very, very interesting. I mean, I would have loved to see some of those matchups in real, per- like real, because I think, um, especially the Heavenly Bodies, the Rockers, that would be a match would be amazing. Uh, I think that would be a very unique um matchup they would mesh well um i think three count power and glory would be the typical small team big team uh i think that would be interesting uh thrill seekers versus Rougeau Ru- 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 Bro- brothers come on that's amazing battle of canada faces of fear vs orient express slash bad company that is very interesting Blue Bloods versus Eliminators. Eliminators don't get enough credit for who they were. And I think Fire and Ice versus the Destruction Crew would be another big man, small man tag match, which would always be interesting. So, I mean, everything is always interesting. I mean, uh, the Rockers versus the Heavenly Bodies, take out Rockers and put Rock and Roll Express. That's money. So...
0: And it was down in uh, Smoky Mountain. Uh, So, Jonesy, before we get uh, your thoughts as well on uh, the bracket, are you surprised that none of these teams actually won the WWF uh, Tag Team titles? Now, there is one exception with the Rockers, but that was not official. So, that's why they're in here. But are you surprised that none of these teams
2: won the big one? Well, I think Rockers should have, but they didn't. Power and Glory, I think, would have been a good team to put it on them for uh, a bit or even a while. Uh, ones like the Bushwhackers, they didn't need the title. They were there for the comedy for the kids, and they were hugely popular. I remember seeing them live at the London Gardens, and the crowd went apeshit for them. So it, they didn't need the, the titles. Uh Rhythm and blues. I'm surprised they didn't hold it even for a short period of time. I think nowadays they would have, but back then they didn't give people titles as often. So I think now most teams would have. I mean, how the Bushwhackers probably won it like six, seven times now. Um, yeah, tag team. The Rouges, Yeah, I, I think I think the top one for me is the Rougeos should have
0: had the belts. Yeah, tag team titles uh, seem to be handed out like Halloween treats now, uh, unlike back then where you had tag teams that clearly never won uh, before. But we're going to dive into our first matchup. I know Steven uh, is listening as well, and it's the Heavenly Bodies, uh, which is Dr. Tom Pritchard, who was the uh, mainstay of the whole team, at one point was with uh, Sweet Stan Lane, a member of the uh, Midnight Express, and Jimmy Del Rey, the Gigolo. Um, so, interchanged uh, times, but the Heavenly Bodies were also managed by, of course, James E Cornett. <laughs> uh, so uh, they were uh, Lane and Pritchard were PWI. Uh, number 73 tag team in the uh, 2003 edition when they compiled all the tag teams up until that point. And uh, they won the Smoky Mountain tag team titles five times. Uh, With Pritchard and Del Rey, they won the Pennsylvania...
2: uh Oh, Sean uh, dropped off there. All
1: right, so I can pick up. So they won the Pennsylvania Championship... Um, Pritchard and Del Rey won the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champions three times and USWA Tag Team Champions. Obviously, Jim Cornette was their manager. They were only team from 92 to 95, basically because Smoky Mountain went away. Um, uh, they wrestled the only team to ever to wrestle, um, for WCW and WCW, or WWE and WCW's tag team champions while defending the Smoky Mountain tag team titles it, within three months of each other. Um, they were on Super Brawl and then on SummerSlam. Back oh. to back, basically. It's pretty amazing. Has Sean come back on? Yep. I am back.
0: Sorry about that. Right. I don't know why. So I we got finished off movie. the
1: the Heavenly Bodies because you were drunk yeah apparently oh you're, you're moving really action slow action. like a robot dude
0: yeah weird uh, oh my god
1: you're so delayed this is great <laughs>
0: you want to get it's uh, like, to the rock it's like 90s i'll come back
1: yeah okay i'll pick up that's great so the rockers uh slash midnight rocker sean michaels and marty Gennetti. Uh, two-time AWA tag team champs, two-time AWA Southern tag team champs, NWA Central tag team champs, uh, PWI number 33 in 2003. Um, I forget what oh, – well, they won tag, of the, uh, tag team of the year in 89. They were a tag team from 85 to 92, and then a small brief run in 2005. Uh, they went their separate race in 92, but they were dubbed the tag team of the nineties um, for a good reason. I mean, they were a fast paced tag team, a uh, high flying, um, especially when they ta- uh, faced demolition, the heart foundation, power and glory. Um, they were really um, not a knockoff. Cause that's the wrong word. They were a, put together to be the AWA's version of the um, um, Rock, and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express, but I think um, I prefer the Rock and Roll Express out of the two teams, but that's only because they've been tagging for 112 years. Um, but I think if Shawn Michaels and Marty Gennetti could have ever got it together long term I think they would have been up there I but all right you go ahead
0: Sean Uh, you can do the the vote I'll take the uh, next one so
1: all right well I'm voting for the heavenly bodies I think the bodies even though they teamed for three years they I think should have gotten a run with the tag team titles they could have had the match with everyone i think the rockers were a great tag team but they both were too small long term when they were a tag team from like i'm not including the 2005 because they were both past anything at that point it from 85 to 92 they were great but they didn't have it yet i think if they would have went past 92 for a little longer they would have found that it as a tag team so i'm definitely going heavenly bodies jonesy
2: you know yeah i want to vote for the the rockers because they should have won the titles officially and the heavenly bodies really the wwf didn't do enough with them they should have done more with them between the two teams, i seen the Rockers a lot more than I did the Heavenly Bodies, but something that at the time, even though I didn't watch that wrestling, pretty much just WWF, I knew who Dr. Tom Bridgert was. And, and Jimmy Del Rey, I've, I heard those names before. Uh and and they did more in the independence and they were higher on the no they weren't ah oh. mm-hmm. i know it's tough i'm going to i'm going to have to i'm going to have to go with the rockers
0: Ah, so i get to be the tiebreaker unfortunately on this one i love the rockers because of the fact that they uh were the tag team specialists and everything that they ha- that had the hype coming in uh, that Gorilla Monsoon had. Uh, I, I always remember the, uh, being talked about on that one. And, you know, they had great matches with everybody that they went against. But politics ended up uh, taking them away from having that tag team title. And they won it, but then got taken away before it uh, was official which is a huge shame on that part, the heavenly bodies. Yeah. I just, they were a special attraction to be able to be brought in at that survivor series to go against the rock and roll express, uh, because you know, it was that big of a thing and they had the deal with, uh, Jim Cornette and Smoky mountain. I wish they had stayed around longer, and unfortunately, Dr. Tom became Zip of the Body Donna's, which was a good team, mind you. But I, I think I am going to go with uh, the Heavenly Bodies and surprise people possibly watching and listening that the Rockers are not here, which is crazy. Uh, so I'm going to do uh, match number two then, uh, since Steven uh, ended up covering for me on match number one, and it's the Gangsters, uh, which is New Jack and Mustafa Ali, uh, or Mustafa Sa- Mustafa Said. My apologies on the name. I'm looking down at the notes now. Uh, so they were about five hundred and five pounds. Uh, had D. Lo Brown with them, two-time ECW Tag Team Champions, uh, NGWA Tag Team. And Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So, we're talking about Smoky Mountain again. Uh, they were a tag team from 94 to 97. And uh, their uh, groundbreaking team with New Jack and Mo- uh, Mustafa uh, debuted in Smoky Mountain, where they uh, had controversial comments and angered a lot of the Southern audience and eventually had to leave, but they uh, got picked up, obviously, by uh, Paul Heyman and ECW. And we all know about uh, good old New Jack, thanks to uh, everything with, uh, you know, mass transit and also uh, the uh, Dark Side of the Ring documentary from uh, last season. And so... Yeah, East, they were moved to ECW 95, where they captured tag team titles twice, and New Jack's career went crazy after that. They're going against the Bolsheviks, which is Nick uh, Nikolai Volkov and Boris zukov uh, Boris basically took over for Iron Sheik. Uh, he came from uh, the AWA in that regards. And uh, so Zukov was uh, teamed with him, and they were managed by uh, the one and only slick they uh were voted the worst tag team by the wrestling observer newsletter of course this is dave meltzer and company's opinion uh and they worked together from 87 to 99 according to this i'm thinking 89 but uh nikolai is actually croatian and boris is actually american so they're really not uh, russians at all and the team uh, didn't have a good win-loss r- record. They were definitely uh, jobbers to the extent. Uh, I saw them job out a lot. And one would be surprised that at a WrestleMania six, uh, Bolsheviks lost in like 10 seconds to uh, the Hart Foundation who were in their own home country and didn't get to showcase themselves. Uh, so looking at the two teams uh, going against each other, Uh, Even though Volkov has a lot of accolades uh, by himself or with other tag teams and is a former tag team champion, the team itself,
1: mm,
0: not getting my vote. The gangsters are going to get my vote. So, Jonesy, your vote.
2: I'm going with the Bolsheviks, and the reason why is because they were a good-looking tag team. They had everything except... Better wrestling ability. So that was the problem. As soon as the bell rang, it was kind of like, oh, you know, Chop, Chop, Smash, Hulk. But I liked both of them. Again, I I remember standing uh, for them when they'd sing it live. uh, And if you look at the um, amount of, of titles that Volkov won, Everywhere else, it's amazing, and he did win in WWF and uh, tag team uh, twice, which I totally forget about. Um, but he's 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 got to have held close to twenty titles, and Boris Zhukov he he held probably about eight or nine. So I think they were great tag team if. They would have done more with the wrestling ability. Um, I think if they would have put it on them, it would have been good because they were heels. Mind you, again, I don't think they needed the belts because they were Russians. They were bad heels. So. New Jack and Mustafa Saeed Dilo Brown. Dilo Brown, yay. New Jack, little unhinged. There's no way he would have been allowed to. Uh, kick around WCW or WWF, so he's just disqualified. So I got to go with the Bolsheviks.
0: Steven, you're uh, breaking the tie.
1: So the Bolsheviks, unfortunately, got too much job on them. If you can go back, if you can find Jonesy would like it, old school Smokey Mountain with the gangsters, it is not ECW crap. They, yes, use some weapons, but they actually could wrestle very well. Paul Heyman just let them stab people with sharp objects for fun, I think. But if you go back and watch the gangsters versus the Rock and Roll Express, the gangsters versus the Thrill Seekers, the gangsters versus the Heavenly Bodies, the gangsters versus um, the Dirty White Boys... The Gangsters versus so many tag teams, you would be surprised that it's the same team. Yes, New Jack still said some crazy things because it, they were in the South and they would say things and to get people going. But if you take the Gangsters from Smoky Mountain, put them in WCW or WWE, obviously take out some of the racial crazy things that uh, New Jack would say even in Smoky Mountain he wouldn't he would push it right to the limit and maybe just a little over but not too much not but I'm going to gangsters because I think New Jack was the mouthpiece that was smaller and Mustafa, if you especially if you go back and watch him in Smoky Mountain, Jack to the gills. He definitely they definitely let themselves go a lot more in ECW because they didn't have to do anything other than stab people with knives, basically. And show up. Yeah. So and yeah. So yeah. If you if you can ever find anything of the gangsters versus especially the Rock and Roll Express, oh my God, you would you would see these heels. Oh, and the and the crowds, the southern crowds. Oh, the the we'll rock and roll up. Oh my God, it's great. So
0: there's a recommendation for anybody who's uh, listening and watching. Check out some old school gangsters prior to ECW, and we're going to go on to match number three, Jonesy. It is a three count against Power and Glory.
2: Yes, we have the lovable three count uh, from WCW, Shane Helms, Shannon Moore, Evan Courageous, and for a little bit, Tank Abbott. Um, uh, Three count consisted of three lightweight wrestlers who portrayed a boy band that not only could dance uh, real shitty on a green dot, but they could actually wrestle so well that the stupid gimmick was actually, I found, easier to take. Um, And the boy band craze was really at its peak uh then uh so especially that that the matches that they had with um jimmy wang and all them guys like course i can't remember these names but uh, that uh one team that they had the latter matches with in wcw uh very entertaining team and uh they were together though only for about a year and a half power and glory uh, Hercules at six foot one and Paul Roma at 5'11 Tolo was 519 pounds. Their manager was Slick, and uh, their team history they only lasted for again about a year to two years at most. Uh, Mid-Carters, uh, Hercules and Paul Roma um, were coarse heels, aligned with Slick and called the dual Power and Glory. During the year they were a du- um, during the year they were a duo. Uh, they beat the Rockers at SummerSlam, battled the Heart Foundation, and lost in 59 seconds to the Legion of Doom at WrestleMania 7. Um, I like both teams, but I I, I think Hercules and Roma, uh, they were an entertaining team. Uh, they jobbed out too many times, but they were an entertaining team, and their finisher was... I kind of ahead of its time in wwf as far as that they were the first ones that i recall doing that uh, uh move so i gotta go with uh hercules and paul roma oh,
0: wow that kind of surprised me with what you were saying uh so i love uh power and glory their uh finisher with the uh suplex and splash was uh, really uh unique because uh, usually it was uh seeing things like demolition decapitation or even the uh LOD doing the, uh, uh, whatever they were called, uh, the, I think there were decapitation as well, but, or even the heart foundation with the heart attack, it was always somebody holding and somebody hitting, but this was a suplex and then somebody coming from the other side, uh, really nice, uh, I think FTR uses that now, um, but yeah, unfortunately too many, uh, jobbing. Their victory over the Rockers only at uh, SummerSlam came because Shawn Michaels was injured and they took a chain uh, to his knee to make it look like they uh, did the destruction. And then they just had their way with Marty Gennetti. And we're looking at Paul Roma, unfortunately. One of the jokes of the Four Horsemen uh, legacy, uh, if you look at it. And he was eventually pretty Paul Roma with uh, Mr. Wonderful. But this tag team jobbed out too much had a really great look uh they were on the uh, surviving team of uh the survivor series and uh where a whole team moved on with the warlord and uh rick uh, martell that one year but three count just really entertaining and you pointed out their uh time with uh, the Jung dragons and the six man tags and then uh when they kicked each a member to the curb uh the Three ways that they had on that. Can't go wrong. I'm going with uh, three
1: count. Steven, breaking the top. I love, I love three count, but give me some power and glory. Way ahead <laughs> of their time. Way ahead of their time. Um, if the, WWE could have seen what they had in power and glory, they had teams that would have matched up wonderful not so much the road warriors because the road warriors were the road warriors but if you had the heart foundation you had the rockers um you ended up having i think the brain busters come in when they were still a team you had teams that you could have had them work with and it would have been amazing but you ended up having them disband way too quick so i love three count but i think Unfortunately, they were all too small to win the big one. They even when they got Tank Abbott, they it was too late for them. They needed one member who could have been the muscle, especially in so I'm going power and glory because that's a team that should have had definitely a run with the titles. And yeah, pretty Paul Roma, being a horseman, that wasn't a good idea. But Power and Glory itself, I could watch them all day.
0: Yeah, Power and Glory was way better than uh, what Roma was doing even with uh, Jimmy Powers at the Young Stallions, even though they did win the, uh, 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 the
1: Survivor Series with the Killer Bees. but uh, Honestly, yeah. though, Paul Roma gets a bad rap compared to, yes, because he was put in the Horseman. You never put him in the Horseman, he doesn't get that bad of a rap.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so we're gonna move on to matchup number four, and it's the Bushwalkers against Rhythm and Blues. Uh, We saw this leading up basically to WrestleMania six and uh, everything that happened with uh, them there. Uh, But uh, we got the Bushwhackers. They, uh, Luke Miller and Butch Williams, uh, or Butch Miller and Luke Williams, should I say? And, uh, they were tag team champions all over the place. Uh, they started off as Kiwis, they were, uh, so many different, the sheep herders, and definitely a bloodthirsty, uh, hardcore, uh, sort of tag team until they came to the WWE and, uh, you saw the, uh, dressing in lingerie, uh, looking for a gift for their mom and having food fights and all this cartoony stuff uh, that they became when they were the uh, Bushwhackers. And they were there basically for the kids. Uh, I believe I heard on one of the uh, podcasts uh, that Conrad Thompson does that they didn't think that Vincent Man could get them over in that sort of... uh, gimmick and not have to do all the blood and guts and gore that they were doing as the sheep herders. Um, they were number 71 in the uh, PWA uh, list. Worst tag team from Dave Meltzer, uh, 92 and 94. Worst in a match in 93, uh, but of course that was that uh, whole doink uh, gimmick. Uh, with men on a mission as well, and everybody dressed as doinks. Uh, The tag team history goes from 1966 to 2001. Uh, In WWE, uh, we saw them feuding a lot with the Beverly Brothers and the uh, Rougeau Brothers, a couple times with the Nasty Boys and Natural Disasters, but a lot with the Beverlys and Rougeaus uh, with their combination. They even had uh, Jameson with them at one point, uh, a comedian that uh, dressed up like a nerd, and uh, they took him under his wing. And uh, they got WD Hall of Fame, uh, which got to actually uh, Butch Miller out because they hadn't been uh, together for a long time uh, due to Butch's uh, medical condition. Uh, I think they're still looking to do something in the near future once COVID's done. But uh, Luke has been all over the place, still active, uh, getting out in public and still occasionally doing some wrestling, even at his age. Uh, but they're going against Rhythm and Blues, and it's two former Intercontinental Champions, both managed by Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart, uh, active basically from 88 to 91. They weren't officially Rhythm and Blues at uh, WrestleMania 5 when they took on the Heart Foundation, but then became Rhythm and Blues when... Uh great the hammer Valentine uh dyed his hair, put on the rhinestone uh, jackets and the big glasses, and started doing almost like the fat old Elvis uh, or as I think Bobby Heenan kept on calling him boxcar. Uh and they had their Hunka Hunka Hunky Love uh debut and drove down in DDP's uh Cadillac. And it's a very big surprise that two uh, former uh, Intercontinental Champions, former tag team champion in the case of Valentine, never made it to being uh, tag team champions. They had everything going for them, I'd say. Um, Longevity-wise, and I think Jonesy pointed out earlier uh, that they probably didn't need it, but I'm gonna go with uh, the Bushwalkers. Uh, If they had even turned uh it's near the end of their wd run and been the sheep herders again wow if they'd been able to bring in the uh attitude era with that i i could have seen them with titles around their way so i'm going to get, go with the bushwhackers Stephen.
1: um the sheep herders i seen in nwa um and they were pure blooded violence. Bushwhackers, you would have never put the two teams that they were the same. I actually am going to go for Rhythm Blues. I think, as much as Honky didn't have to do anything, he could have wrestled and Greg the Hammer could wrestle. I think they had WWE had some tag teams that they could have done things with that they didn't for whatever reason so i'm definitely going rhythm and blues i think they had something and i just i'm sad that some of these teams didn't get a run because i think they should have
0: oh it seems oh, to be the uh theme of this uh, first round we need another tiebreaker jonesy
2: um bushwhackers they were great for kids and all that they were very entertaining but personally as the bushwhackers their matches were boring as shit it was snorville i uh, i hated when the bushwhackers were on the entrance fine you want to show that and everything that's fine but i don't want to see a match um well, hey baby, we sure got groped by one of them oh <laughs> and the, the, the Bushwhackers, I seen them, the main event against Well Done at the London Gardens. And it wasn't that great. <laughs> uh, Rhythm and Blues, I think the issue with Rhythm and Blues is Honky was tired by then as far as his character. He needed to do something more with it, change it up or something. And Greg the Hammer, I didn't like the fact that he dyed his hair and he was all of a sudden now a music guy. Fine, dye your hair, but why did he have to, like, I don't know. I I just, I didn't like some of it, but I'd much rather watch their matches. And if they packaged them better, then I think absolutely they could have held the titles, even for a short while, and then they should have feuded because then Honky could have, uh, started bitching at um, Jimmy, that Greg Valentine was thinking he was too much of Elvis. That he was starting to get the spotlight or some shit like that. I think they would have had a fantastic feud.
0: Yeah, there was some definitely behind the scenes Along stuff. Along with rhythm that. and blues. So uh, another heel team advances. Seems so like a little bit of a
2: uh,
0: theme here. So we'll go on to the next one which is the Rujo brothers against the thrill seekers, a battle of Canada East versus West.
1: So I have no information on the Rujo brothers. Cause did Jonesy just skip that team as part of, I must have or something. I don't. <laughs> That's fine. The Rujo-, <laughs> Rujo brothers. And then you have the thrill seekers, Landstorm, Chris Jericho, um, down in Smoky Mountain in 1990. They only teamed in Smoky Mountain for a year because Jericho at the Super Bowl of Wrestling, one of Smoky Mountain's big shows, he was going over a spot in the ring before the show and he broke his arm. So it ended their push and their run. They had amazing matches against the Heavenly Bodies, the Gangsters. Uh uh, the Stud Stable, the Dirty White Boys. Um, they also, after they left Smoky Mountain, they compete in Calgary, Japan, uh, using the name Sudden Impact. They actually weren't a tag team for to get down in Smoky Mountain. Uh, Landstorm sent uh, Jim Cornette a uh, tape uh, with him actually wrestling Chris Jericho, and Jim Cornette decided i want them i want to put them together because that's how i can make their money and unfortunately if jericho wouldn't have done something dumb shocking story of his career he um they would have had a much longer run so i'm going the Rujo brothers
2: Jonesy. i'm going with the Rujos as well um they were actually real brothers um they were around for... Doo, 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 doo. They, oh, yeah. They debuted in the late 70s and disbanded in 90. Um, total of 470 pounds. I thought they were a pretty good team. They were one of the more entertaining teams. They were bad, but they were goofy. So it wasn't like, you know, super hate for them. It was it was TV production hate. Um the uh, thrill seekers honestly i didn't i've heard of them but i never seen them actually uh any of their matches uh, as a tag team so did, i got to go to Rujos only because oh, i um, they were around for a long time especially when i was watching wrestling very heavy they they were a team that i couldn't believe they didn't have one they didn't have did, a belt did you guys was it just mine that
1: disappeared? In just the middle of Jonesy talking.
0: Yeah, just you for some reason. Okay, cool.
1: Know. Okay, we're good.
0: So yeah, got a lot of technical difficulties. Hey, and I'm not even on Rogers. Not plug in for them.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, Neither but, am I.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Rujos are definitely going to move on. I'm going to give them the nod as well. Uh, Rujo brothers. Uh, Probably Jacques was their worst enemy uh, as far as uh, probably wanting a push and stuff like that. Um, and hey, they moved from Montreal to Memphis and waving their American flags because they're all American boys and being with Jimmy Hart. Uh, I remember that to a whole uh, term because they were fan favorites but really not going anywhere. And then got the uh, the Hart Foundation contracts when the Hart Foundation left uh, Jimmy Hart and they were getting the Hart's money and stuff like that. So, unfortunately, they got stuck in a long-term feud with uh, the Bushwhackers. But, you know, so did the Beverly Brothers. The Rougeos are going to move on. And that makes us to our next matchup. The face of Fear versus the Orient Express, Jonesy.
2: No, oh, this is for me. Okay. Sorry. Right. Okay. So the Faces of Fear, I was actually thinking Haku. Haku. He had an excellent uh, match in WCW against Rick Steiner on, I'm not sure if it was Saturday night. It was one of the lower tier programs, and they had one hell of a great match. Anyways, so the face is a figure. Haku was 6'1", or is 6'1", sorry. uh, Barbarian, 6'2", and uh, the total was 608 pounds of absolute insanity. Um, uh, The titles, uh, NCWA in the mid to 2015, that is the only titles they actually got. Uh, Somewhat surprisingly, I think they didn't, again, they didn't need belts. If they had them, I think it would have been great because they were a huge team. They could, you could believe they could beat the Road Warriors and all the the big teams at the time. Um, Did you do anything I missed here? Um, so they began as a team in ninety one. As members of the Heenan family uh, taking on the Rockers at Wrestlemania 7, uh, the team continued in New Japan and le- later reassembled in WCW around 96 as the Jimmy as Jimmy Hart managed uh, the Faces of Fear. They both currently still do indie shows, as far as we know. Because, of course, right now wrestling is... Uh... Still a little bit on hiatus in certain parts of the world. Uh, And they're going against the Orient Express Bad Company. If this was a real match, we all know who would win. Um, I'd much rather watch a Orient Express match. However, even if they are around today, I can't see them as champions. They were great, but they didn't look like a team that, could hold a belt for very long. They were very, very small, um, and but talented. Um, AWA, uh, they held the uh, titles in AWA, AWA World, and CW, uh, and AWA International. Uh, team history from 90 to 94, and again in 2006 and 2008. Uh, without Diamond, uh, whether as the original duo of Tanaka or Sato uh, or later teaming of Tanaka and Kato, uh, of course, Paul Diamond, uh, the Ordinary Express were a part of the WWF between 90 and 94 managed by Mr. Fuji. The team battled the Legion of Doom, Duggan and Volkov and even defeated the Rockers at WrestleMania 6. Um, I gotta go with the faces of fear I just see them being able to carry the belts a lot better in money wise people wanting to buy tickets you don't need tickets to en- sorry you don't need belts to enhance how great the Orient express was
0: yeah I am going to go the opposite way because I uh, some of the stuff I first started watching uh, aside from wdeF, was the AWA and I saw Sato and Tanaka work together and of course uh, back got uh, a company with uh, Paul Diamond and uh, Pat Tanaka with uh, DDP. And when they uh, made it to uh, WF, I liked the combination of Sato and Tanaka, but it was even better when Sato left and uh, Diamond took over and put on the hood to be uh, Japanese and be part of that team. If I'm looking at the between, not just what they did, but also what I wanna see, I'd rather see Rockers and uh, Orient Express from the uh, Royal Rumble than Rockers and uh, uh, Faces of Fear at WrestleMania. So I liked the team of uh, Orient Express more than the Faces of Fear. Uh, Face of Fear seemed a little uh, directionless and goofy in a way in the presentation. Uh, in WCW, so that kind of loses them some points, Steven. Another tiebreaker. Oh,
1: oh it's faces of fear. You have Haku and the Barbarian. Uh, you, you, you had money, you had you could have the sympathetic baby faces against the faces of fear. And I unfortunately, when they really Gelled as a tag team in WCW. It was too late because they had gone NWO and that was... But if you can imagine the face of the fear. Early 90s. WWF. Taking on the Rockers. The Hearts. That's money. You have the big, bad, scary, mean tag team taking on the good guys. And the good guys have to try to win. Against the big, scary mean faces of fear. So it's the faces of fear.
2: Especially if if Haku Ming had the big frizzy hair in the WWF days. Holy shit. Well mm-hmm. just imagine the faces of fear as the tag team
1: WWF tag team champions and their opponents the Rockers the the Rockers you build up a whole story of the Rockers have to overcome these giants to win the titles or the hearts the killer bees like pick and choose
0: there we go so uh, face the fear are moving on and that takes us to our next matchup which is the blue bloods versus the eliminators blue bloods uh, started in WCW and uh, did uh, cross over to WD But uh, Lord Stephen Regal was the uh, mainstay uh, for both organizations in that regards. Uh, Earl Robert Eaton, uh, who people remember from the Midnight Express, uh, became British all of a sudden and teamed with uh, Lord Stephen Regal. Uh, Really great tag team there. They even had uh, Squire David Taylor there. Taylor and uh, Regal would uh, be the team in uh, WWE. Uh, later on in uh, 06 and 07. But uh, from 95 to uh, 2000, it was uh, the mixture of the three. They had Jeeves as their uh, manager or valet, and that was Bill Dundee from USWA. Uh, the only member to hold uh, WCW gold was Regal, who was a, a multi time tag team or sorry, uh, TV title uh, champion at the time. Uh, they Most of the time they were on WCW Saturday night and uh, very low on the cards for uh, the pay-per-views and different uh, shows. Unfortunately, I don't think they got many tag team uh, title opportunities, and if they did, obviously they lost because they're in this list and were not there. Um, I believe before uh, he went to WWE, um jean paul Levesque was supposed to be uh the tagging partner of lord stephen regal and that didn't happen because uh paul Levesque ended up going to wf and starting Hunter hunter assembly and that's where they put in uh earl robert eaton a uh, great technician in that regards They're i have taking... to correct
1: you for a second sean oh. uh bobby eaton did win wcw uh, tag team gold and tv champion oh well
0: yeah he held the uh, titles elsewhere uh but as a tag team yeah they didn't uh do that but yes uh eaton did have other uh, uh titles uh just with the note here uh that was mean correct uh they're going against the eliminators uh, Perry Saturn and John Kronos uh, almost 500 uh, pounds from ECW, three-time ECW Tag Team Champions and one-time USWA Tag Team Champion. Uh, number 89 in the PWI 300 uh, Best Tag Team, uh, 2003 Tag Team Edition and they worked together from 93 to 97. They uh, formed in USWA in 93 and began uh, gained attention when they uh, joined ECW in 95. Uh, during the run uh, in ECW, they would hold uh, the titles three times and uh, teams like the Pitbulls, Public Enemy, and mother, many other teams. Uh, they were both bouncers uh, from Boston, and uh, definitely in uh, Saturn's case, he was, uh, I believe, military uh, before getting into uh, wrestling. Of course, uh, the team broke up, and Perry ended up in uh, WCW and eventually uh, WJF with a mop. God help us. Uh, And God only knows uh, how his mental stability is right now. I heard he's not so good. Uh, Looking at these two teams, though, um, I know uh, earlier Stephen said that the Eliminators get a... Bad rep in a way because they're not uh, known as much. But for that same reason, I am going to go with the Blue Bloods because I actually enjoyed the Blue Bloods uh, as a tag team in WCW. So, Stephen you can uh, take
1: over with. Oh, Blue Bloods. Oh, the Blue Bloods. That was a tag team that was great. I loved watching them. But. Uh- <laughs> Bobby Eaton as this fake Englishman. It was great. You could pretty much tag Bobby Eaton with anyone, and it, it would be a great tag team. So, Bobby Eaton. And yeah, there's
0: certain guys uh, in wrestling that, like Bobby Eaton, a uh, Arn Anderson, and a uh, Billy Gunn, who seem to be exceller, excel as tag teams, even Buff Bagwell. You don't want to see him as singles,
2: but as tag, unbeatable. Jonesy I would have gone with Perry and Kronos mostly because I honestly I didn't think much of the Blue Bloods Um, maybe it's just the way that they sold them on TV it was nap time when they came on Um, for for me I like Steven Regal as far as in in the ring uh, wrestling uh, but I don't know to me they weren't an exciting tag team they were more of a joke and, and again, I think it's similar to to um, what WCW would, did with the Faces of Fear. They kind of turned them into a cartoon version. And I don't know. I just I wasn't a fan of theirs.
0: No problem. So that uh, moves the Blue Bloods on to the next round. And it makes our next uh, and final round of the first Fire and Ice against the Beverly Brothers, Stephen.
1: Well, this, speaking of joke tag teams, the Fire and Ice, Uh, Ice Train, M.I. Smooth, and Scott Norton, um, they were managed for a short, brief time by Teddy Long. Um, Basically, they were were in a feud, and then they all of a sudden were a tag team. They. One, they were only a team for for 1996 and basically they kind of disappeared. Um, they had a feud with the Steiners. They lost to the Rock and Roll Express. And they weren't really too big guys, but Scott Norton definitely had better things to do. Uh, they are taking on the Destruction Crew slash the Beverly Brothers, Wayne Bloom, and Mike Enos. Um won AWA Tag Team Champions, AWA a tur- a Tournament in 18- 1989. They were managed by um, Jimmy Valiant in um, AWA, Ollie Anderson in WCW as M Wrecking Crew 2, uh, Coach John Tolis in, uh, uh, in the WWF, they teamed basically in '89 and the '98, um, they were a. The Destruction Crew was big in a, um, uh, AWA, not so much in WWE as the Beverly Brothers. Um, in WCW, they were the Minnesota Wrecking Crew too. Um, I'm gonna go with the Destruction Crew, Beverly Brothers. I just found them. If I had to sit down and watch a match between Beverly Brothers, Destruction Crew versus Fire and Ice, I'm picking them. So I'll be right back.
2: All oh, right. I gotta agree agree and I'd go with the Beverly Brothers. Uh Fire and Ice, they were actually together for only about three months as they uh, kind of got together after Slambury, which was in May, and then um, the uh I'm lost where I was here, but um, anyways, then they broke up at Hogwild, there it is, which was like in August, so they weren't together for too long.
0: Yeah, uh, Norton had a lot of different tag teams. I actually liked Ice Train, uh, when I first saw him, I thought it was uh, pretty cool. Not uh, a really big fan of Norton, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, one of the things I was watching, uh, other than WDF, uh, when I first started watching, was the AWA because I was able to... Uh, I first see it through Scramble Vision uh, here in Canada, and then when it uh, became clear, uh, I've some of the uh, AWA shows from the Showboat and uh, the Team Challenge series and everything going on with that. I uh, was a fan of the Destruction crew. Um, just really didn't get the... Uh, me and Mike Enos, oh, sorry, the uh, Bo and Blake Beverly side of uh, them. And then, unfortunately, uh, when Wayne Bloom retired, Enos became a jobber, essentially, in WCW. He will be remembered, though, as uh, one of the guys in the ring when Scott Hall uh, came down and uh, broke up everything to introduce himself in WCW. Uh again but yeah i'm going beverly brothers as well on that so they are moving on and we'll bring up our bracket as long as everything is working it's been one of those crazy uh episodes guys popping in and out but here is the bracket with the winners
1: um or not I don't have <laughs> my paper to it is coming up.
0: I'll run yeah. it down. Uh, this is what minutes.
1: happens when we take... Okay, there we go. So we have the Heavenly Bodies beat uh, the Rockers 2-1. The Gangsters beat the Bolsheviks 2-1. Power and Glory beat 3-Count uh, 2-1. Rhythm Blues beat uh, the Bushwhackers 2-1. Uh, Rougeau Brothers beat the Thrill Seekers 3-0. Face of Fear beat Orient Express 2-1. Blue Bloods beat Eliminators 2 1. Beverly Brothers beat Fire Nice 3 0. Setting up our second round of Heavenly Bodies versus the Gangsters. If you can find that on YouTube from Smoky Mountain, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, Power and Glory versus Rhythm and Blues. Rougeau Brothers versus Faces of Fear, which you probably can find somewhere in, from WCW. And the Blue Bloods versus the Beverly Brothers.
0: Yeah, so, any surprises of people uh, being eliminated? I know I was surprised that the Rockers not did not advance, but I don't know how much further they would have actually gotten either way. You guys?
1: I didn't expect the Heavenly Bodies. I expected my vote to be the only vote for the Heavenly Bodies because most people only know them from the, their very, 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 very brief run in WWE where obviously I've watched a lot of Smoky Mountain, so I know how great of a tag team they are. So and Joseph, that
2: was my surprise. For you? Nothing shocking. Most of these teams were B teams, so um, I the shocks probably will be in this round.
0: There we go. It's, you get to start off with the Heavenly Bodies against the Gangsters.
2: I do, and I have no idea which team to kind of go for here. Um I mean I, I've seen all the rest all them, but I, I did not see the gangsters actually ever uh team up. I didn't see any of those matches. Um, oh, nope. we lost on again. Oh yikes. So um, I'll give you a
1: brief little history lessons from Smoky Mountain since we need, we need to have a little bit of time. Um yay, yay. History time! So, Stan Lane, obviously, him and Jim Cornette went over. That's when they started the Heavenly Bodies with Dr. Tom Pritchard. Stan Lane then retired and they needed a new Heavenly Body. So that was Jimmy Del Rey and that's when they built him in Smoky Mountain, at least, as his cousin. Um the Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey. Uh, the Gangsters, very much not so violent. They actually could wrestle. Um, they, at one point, were also managed by Jim Cornette very, very briefly in a feud. They were kind of ha- a hired gun um, to take on the Rock and Roll Express. But, yeah. Um, one was a high-end team and one middle-of-the-road team.
0: Okay, so I obviously dropped out again and didn't catch your uh, votes. What were they?
2: I i haven't voted yet. He was uh, giving me a history lesson on the oh, two okay. teams. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the gangsters, and my reason for that is, even though New Jack and WWF would be hilarious, um, I, I think those two would be more likely to win and and be given a push than the heavenly bodies even though i loved um the the name jimmy delray the gigolo
0: and to know that he became a leprechaun in wcw crazy uh but i am going to go with the heavenly bodies allowing stephen to be the tiebreaker on this because I I really didn't see the uh, gangsters. Uh, You say all the matches that we need to look back on and definitely look those up. But I did see the Heavenly Bodies. uh, So that's why I'm going with them.
1: Heavenly Bodies, they would be the team that would, a a promotion could put their, like WCW or WWE could put their tag tag team titles on and know they're going to get a really good match out of and they uh, the heavenly bodies could wrestle anyone where the gangsters could wrestle anyone but they would need someone to lead them through a match that would be quality so definitely going the heavenly bodies
0: yeah and you got dr tom who is now a uh, trainer officially uh, like he was training forever mind you but him and uh uh, glenn jacobs have their own uh, training school now uh... yeah uh
1: definitely someone who if they've if they've been trained by dr tom you know they've got the basics and they can go properly
0: okay so now we have power and glory against rhythm and blues um yeah what's left to say about this. Like you got former Intercontinental champions and guys that were also had a lot of potential that were was squandered when you look at power and glory. Uh, I think having Rhythm and Blues as tag team champions uh, would have been nice to have like a chicken shit heel team uh, holding the uh, titles. Power and Glory, you got uh, guys who'd be almost in a way the heel version of the Heart Foundation at that time. Uh, because you got one guy who's the muscle and one guy who's the technician. Looking at them, I'm going to go with Rhythm and Blues uh, to advance. Stephen.
1: Oh, Power and Glory. Unfortunately, <laughs> at that time, Honky was not at his peak anymore. He was very much on the quick downside. Greg the Hammer still had some value there, but he wasn't the Hammer, really. Rhythm and Blue, or uh, Power and Glory, if anyone could have ever seen the potential and give them a real shot, I think Power and Glory with Slick. And if you didn't have Slick put say like a Bobby, the brain Heenan or a more high up there manager would have been great.
2: So Jonesy, you get to uh, break this tie again. What era are these guys wrestling in there that they did or like now before? Cause my problem is I want to vote honky and Greg hammer because me they would be easier to sell to the crowd they have a huge background um both of them have good gimmicks where hercules and paul roma paul roma really didn't have a gimmick until he went to wcw as pretty paul roma and then hercules well he was just the big strong guy but he didn't really play the part of say hercules so I got to go with rhythm and blues on this, but it's simply because I think they're, I they're more believable as a tag team champions from the point of telling a story and history. And I think more people would want to see honky and the Greg to hammer than Hercules and Paul Roma, even though I'd rather see Hercules and Paul Roma. I think they do the better match. So, but anyways, that's why I'm going with honky and, uh, and Greg.
0: Okay, well, Rhythm Blues moves on to face the Heavenly Bodies in the next round. But, Steven, we're talking about this matchup, which is the Grugio Brothers against the Face of Fear.
1: Oh, Face of Fear. That was a team that you just... They are what you would want in a heel tag team champion. Big, menacing... You have so many options with them. Rougeau Brothers, Chicken Sheet Heels, yes, but uh, you definitely had something with Faces of Fear. I just wish that they would have been able to show what they had.
2: Okay. So, Jonesy? I think it would have been great if the Rougeaus were allowed to, say, win the titles in their home turf, like in Montreal, Quebec, somewhere in there, Montreal, Quebec, same place, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) um, And then flip off the crowd after they won it, become even bigger heels. That's the only way I think they would have been able to be sold. They weren't serious enough with Jimmy Hart and the flag waving and all that. But they were a great tag team. But, uh, yeah, I got to go with the Faces of Fear.
0: Okay, that's going to be a clean sweep for the Faces of Fear because your uh, scenario, Jonesy, of what you would love to see seen the Rujos do definitely was not going to happen. That's one of the reasons why uh, Jacques Rougeot has a very bad uh, relationship with WD uh, anymore. Uh, it was basically they needed to win no matter what uh, whenever they were in Quebec and that's why also PCO had issues with uh, the clique because of that same mentality that they could not lose in front of their hometown another reason why Bret hurt. hurt did not like the didn't want to lose in front of everybody uh, at Survivor Series it's just a weird mentality for
2: losing in Montreal I don't know, for me, I feel like if I, I if, if I was a wrestler, I'd want to lose in my hometown. At least that'd be me. I'd want to lose in my hometown.
1: <laughs> well,
0: that's what WWE tries to have
2: you do. And then I'd blame it on the town. I lost because I'm here. This is why I left. No,
0: no, no. And our final match of uh, the second round, Jonesy Blue Bloods versus the Beverly Brothers.
2: Blue Bloods and the Beverly Brothers. Oh, <laughs> I have to go. I'll go with the Blue Bloods. Um, again, I, I liked Lord Steven Regal, especially when he first came in to the WCW. Um, I wasn't a fan of that particular tag team, but I only got to see the Beverly Brothers. I didn't get to see him as the destruction crew. And then they were in WCW. I can't remember what name they were under. Was that the destruction crew they were under? No, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, too. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, I didn't... They didn't have any... They looked good, but they didn't have whatever they were looking for to give them uh, belts in the WWF or WCW. So i got to go with the Blue Bloods.
0: Yeah, I am going to advance the Blue Bloods also to... Uh, the semifinals. I'm a fan of the Beverly Brothers, um, but Blue Bloods. I think, were a better uh, unit. Um, I do like those uh, technical uh, heels as well, like the uh, Blue Bloods were. So, they're moving on. Is it a clean sweep, though, Stephen?
1: Clean sweep. Give me the Blue Bloods. I can watch Bobby Eaton wrestle. A fucking broomstick and it would be a great match
0: there we go so moving on with a three nothing victory and we'll see if we can share the screen again and if not well we'll just run down the uh winners of the second round with a visual. who's up there
1: So we had Heavenly Bodies beat um, the Gangsters 2 1. Rhythm and Blues beat Power and Glory 2 1. Um, Face of Fear beat uh, the Ru- Bru- Rougeau Brothers 3 0. And Blue Bloods beat the Beverly Brothers 3 0. Setting up semifinals of Heavenly Body versus Rhythm and Blues. Face of Fear versus the Blue Bloods. I'm kind of disappointed in Power and Glory because I thought they I like i prefer to watch power and glory over blue, blue
0: or uh rhythm and blues but yeah I I couldn't that's why I did vote the uh rhythm and blues uh because of uh just the sorry if as I said uh, chicken shit to heal but you know a heel version of the harp foundation would have been great with the uh power and Glory. But we'll see uh, where we uh, move on. Jonesy, any thoughts on the uh, Uh, second round? Nope, no thoughts. None. Zero. There we go. That was simple. Let's go on to uh, round three with the Heavenly Bodies versus Rhythm and Blue. Um, We've talked about these two teams.
1: Is yeah, it's you. That's me? me. Yeah. No, it's you. You're
0: right. Anyways, uh, we've talked about these uh, two teams uh, for a bit over the uh, last uh, hour. And uh, Heavenly Bodies, I think, were a more cohesive team than Rhythm and Blues. Uh, Stephen pointed out that uh, Honky and Greg were on the downside of their careers and being put together. Um, so I'm going to go with Heavenly Bodies over Rhythm and Blues. Steven
1: oh it's heavenly bodies they I mean I want I know Jonesy if, if Jonesy would love them if you can ever find their matches on you unfortunately WWE doesn't have a lot of Smoky Mountain on their the network which is a shame you can find some of the shows on the internet on YouTube and stuff you would absolutely love the heavenly bodies so I'm going the bodies.
2: Uh, from what I've seen, I'm going with Rhythm and Blues, and it's still only because I think they're better and easier sell than what Tom Pritchard and, and uh, Jimmy Del Rey had when they were in the short time in WWE. Um, and I'm and also because they've already passed through. I'm giving it to Rhythm and Blues because I think they they were they were a good tag team, but yes, Honky was. Uh, uh, though I don't know if he was ever really that good. I think he was good at uh, playing a character, in selling. But as far as wrestling abilities, nah. um. But I gotta go with them.
0: Okay, so there we go. Uh heavenly bodies move on and our other semifinal Steven. Stephen um, oh.
1: The fear. Uh, I'm going face to the fear. Um, I love the blue bloods, but I think the big giant ass tag team of Hulk Pooh, and the Barbarian could sell forever. The blue bloods. Unless you really knew who they were and some of who they what they could be, people wouldn't probably understand as much so definitely uh, face of fear
2: I think it would be an interesting match um, but uh, yeah, the faces of fear uh, is uh, the one I vote for
0: and so that will be. A clean sweep with the face of fear moving on to face the heavenly bodies in the final round. And there we go. We don't need to bring up the bracket, we'll just dive into our finals
2: with face of fear and heavenly bodies. Jonesy. Uh, again, I'm going to go with the faces of fear uh, on this. I did see them both, but I seen more Haku and Barbarian. Uh, they're monsters. They should have been built more as monsters. Um, and it's too bad they never held the big title.
0: Yeah, I would agree with uh, yeah on that one, it's a shame that they didn't. I, I think uh, we've said that they got together a little bit too late. Uh, in their career and with all the NWO stuff and the craziness going on there. If they'd been a team longer in WWE during that time, they might have uh, gotten bigger. I'm going to go with Heavenly Bodies and making Steven have to give us our break. Before we get a copyright uh, issue, we are going to go with, obviously that was the theme uh, starting of the heavenly bodies.
1: That was their bad theme from WWE. Their best theme is uh, an actual like song because Jim Cornette would just be like, I like that song for that person and not pay royalties, which is hilarious. Um, but the bodies, I love Faces of Fear. But you only could do so much with the faces of fear. The bodies could be chicken shit heels. And with Jim Cornette in their corner, it would be money. You'd be printing money. So Jim Cornette in
0: one corner, Jimmy Hurt in the other.
1: Oh, it would be insanity. But I would definitely be going uh, the bodies.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. I put a lot of money on this and I lost. Yeah, well, shouldn't put money.
1: Should always know. <laughs> Bet on the house.
2: That's right. Well, Sean, I'm sure we'll be back uh, shortly. Um, oh, did we lose him again? Well, yes. um,
1: as Sean's internet must be provided by that company that has a red logo, because it's shitty tonight.
0: No, um, uh, in this case, it is definitely the fact that my computer is loaded up with uh, photos for two weeks of uh, uh, fantasy. I mean, for uh, this week in history, which is going to be on tomorrow. Uh, oh. We're doing one uh, night. I did uh, uh, uploaded two weeks worth, and that's been too much, I think, for my computer to handle <laughs> today. It's
2: oh. gonna.
1: Have rough. We'll go quickly over some things that we want to promote. So I'm going to yeah. start with, uh, for me, um, Sluggin' featuring uh, this week is Warhead. Um, go back and read the last few. It had um, Wavemaker Kyle Boone. Um, I don't remember last week. The last two weeks have been a blur for me. I know Kyle Boone. I think Justin Sane. The Bubblegum Princess. Oh, yeah, The Bubblegum Princess. Alexia Nicole. Yes. This week is Warhead. Um, so that's at cwnonline.ca um yeah that's what i have to promote jonesy
2: of course um the uh, this week in wrestling history uh we're finally through all the uh, wrestlemanias so um we'll have just wrestlemania on there and um as well um Cool bets! I just want to uh, welcome them to the, the family. And uh, I was looking on their site and uh, you can play uh, some interesting games a blackjack and uh, definitely the poker. I'm going to be looking uh, at playing that. Yeah, it's
1: and speaking of that, uh, we should have we should have uh, the special code for our followers in the next. I've been told the next two to Three weeks, maybe, they're creating. I have to talk to Sean offline about what our special promo code we want to be.
0: Yep. And uh, so I'm thankful that Jonesy brought that up because I have right here the championship belt with Coolbits logo on it, our uh, podcast logo. And, of course, it's part of the Scumbags Predictions League. We already did uh, WrestleMania last, uh, I mean, two weeks ago. And uh, decent showing for that. There's still time for people to join. Whether you're part of the free side of things or the uh, pro side, where you get a chance at that championship title provided to us by CoolBets. Play cool, bet responsibly. And uh, we're going to be able to uh, provide that belt at the end of the season, uh, which is going to be next year just before WrestleMania, somebody will be uh, awarded that uh, title. And we cover uh, WWE, NXT, NXT UK, uh, AEW, and Impact Wrestling uh, events. And be on the lookout for a preview of this weekend's uh, Impact Wrestling Rebellion uh, pay-per-view, which is happening on Sunday. And you can get your... uh, predictions in and get closer to winning that title so uh, be on lookout for uh, that coming up this weekend uh with a preview of uh with the matches that are going to be taking place plus later on tomorrow uh, night we are going to do scumbags wrestling episode number 150 and we'll uh look at news uh get steven's uh take on a couple of the things we've missed over the last couple of weeks with WrestleMania uh hall of fame the releases plus uh as i said previewing impact uh rebellion so that is everything from us thank you for watching and we'll uh, see you all later